Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Game podcast, Mike Pacheco, Jim Zoki, getting ready for the Monday night game with the Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the big talk this week, Jim, has been just how uh, disappointing, I guess, the, the game was on Sunday as we look ahead to the Monday night game. And now every game ha- has to be a win, I, you would think, to get to the playoffs. Eight and eight, though, crazy enough, could could still yep. get you into the playoffs. But it could. But it's yeah. um, you know it's it's a it's been a tough kind of couple of weeks here for the Panthers. It's like we've done this show the same way yeah. five weeks in a row, and then we do our pregame postgame shows on the radio. I talk to Marty every week at practice, and you talk to the players as I do, and I feel like we've been doing this. I know. Must win. Backs I know. against the wall. No, no, no. This week they're really against the wall. They're like right? they're like in the wall. They, they're like they yeah. backed into the wall. They're part of the actual concrete. Well, it's like that gif of like Homer going, yeah, into <laughs> going the, back the into the bushes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like uh, you know, mathematically they're only a half a game out heading into the weekend. We'll see what Minnesota does, uh, but half a game out heading into the weekend of Minnesota. And I ha- I hate to say it this way, there's going to be a team that's not that great, mm-hmm. kind of like the NBA Eastern Conference, right. that is going to make the playoffs because Seattle's eight and five, and then after that it's uh, it's uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, it's us, it's Philly, it's right. Washington. So somebody's probably going to get in with like an eight and eight. And um, hey, if it's going to be someone, why not us? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? Come on now. So yeah, we're not playing great, but I'm sure they're doing the same podcast in Philly and Washington where they have no quarterbacks. In Philly, where Carson Wentz may not be playing this right. week. Right. In Minnesota, they fired. The offensive coordinator this week, they've lost two in yeah, a row. Oh, he's supposed to be kind of one of the rising stars in the game. Yeah, how quickly he rose and fell. Yeah. And then um, they're 6-6-1, six, six and one, and Kirk Cousins they paid $84 million to hasn't been anything special. So, I mean, just look at it from that standpoint. One of the teams I just mentioned were one of those four, uh, possibly, I guess Green Bay could still get back in it, uh, is going to be a playoff team. So we did it one year, what, 7-8-1? and one? So it could happen. Well, wouldn't that be interesting, though, because, you know, what this is the 25th year, right? And still no back-to-back winning seasons, although we have had back-to-back-to-back playoff appearances. And now you could look at, um, essentially, if the team were to go 8-8 eight and eight and still make the playoffs, you'd still have that, that streak going alive. And I think that's really more of, not a media creation, but I think it's more of something on the minds of the media and the fans. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's still important for this team not to do that, but I, I don't think they worry about it as much as maybe we no, do. It's it's hard to think this way when you lost uh, five in a row, uh, but they also could win the final three. Right. I mean, you're at home, you get New Orleans out of their element. Right. Atlanta, I think we all feel like, is a team that the Panthers could beat at home. And then 
conceivably the toughest is to go to New Orleans, but it's a possibility they could be locked into a seed with right. no chance to advance. We'll get their junior varsity in that game. So they're you know not that we take that the Panthers could win, almost beat them down there last year. But even so. It, it, you know, five in a row is awful, no doubt about it. But the last four by a combined 17 yeah. points, one possession every game, it truly is. It's cliche, but it truly has been like three, four plays every game that you can't take back. But you just have to, in the future moving forward, not allow those big 50, 60-yard plays and minimize it to one or something, and uh, and then you can win some of these games. Now, and Panthers head coach Ron Rivera said that today at his media availability. We're taping this on Thursday. And he, he talked about the fact that you know they've really had – you know, a handful of plays that if the other team made the play, they didn't. And you can talk about that in the last three or four games. There was, there was a question that was brought up kind of about, you know, numbers and, and you know, what does, how does it affect, you know, the game plan. And Ron was basically saying, look, the game plan was okay. It's just, you know, these these couple plays, particularly this most recent game is what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, and against Cleveland. And, you know, the last two weeks it's it's been teams that are kind of – a little bit on the rebound. You know, Cleveland, I think, obviously is better than they were last year. And, you know, we caught Tampa Bay where they played two back-to-back games well where they really hadn't done that all year long. They had, they had some guys back. So it's been kind of a combination. The Seattle's 8-5. and five. They turned out to be a good team yeah. as the season's worn on. Right. So, and Pittsburgh, we know, is uh, – Fallen off since we played them, but at that time Pittsburgh was playing good football too. So it's tough. I mean, like you said, there's there's really no layups in this league. So it's it's just a matter of they got to get that cleaned up. If you had to pick something though, you know, it's on the defensive side. I mean, again, the lack of pass rush. They had one sack, and it was by Captain Munnellin right, right. in Cleveland. So we're just not able to generate much pass rush, uh, and then that leads to the secondary being exposed to some big plays and things happening too. And I'm telling you, like just like Cleveland, though, I mean, when you've got a quarterback that can move around in the pocket yeah. like Baker did and Drew Brees will, we know he will, uh, don't expect the Panthers to come out of this game with right. five quarterback sacks. Right. They're not built that way. No, He's going to throw the ball into the ground before you can hit right. him. Right. So you'll get an incompletion, but you won't right. get a sack on Drew Brees. You might get one or two because that's just they just don't let that old guy, that little old guy get hit, and he moves around the pocket pretty good. That's how they preserve him. Right. I mean, this is a game where you really want his completion percentage to be you know low mid-50s. Did you see what it is this year? His overall completion? He's like 76%. Yeah, that's crazy, 76. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's, that is ridiculous. For but, the season. Yeah, but I mean, he's so good at that three-step drop and, yep. and firing that ball out in less than a second and a half. And that's where it becomes really incumbent on, you know, and this is probably a more important game for the corners in that sense where they're going to have to have their coverage set early. But then the pass rush really has to, you know, get after it as well. And, you know, I think we saw some signs of the pass rush coming to life last week. It's just – Again, at the inopportune time, mm-hmm. you know, Baker Mayfield would make some big plays. And I will say this, you know, and I know you, you know, you obviously grew up in Cleveland, um, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, if I were a Browns fan, I'd be encouraged by what, what I've seen from him over the last couple of weeks. He looks like the new Drew Brees. Yeah. I mean, he's making a few rookie mistakes out there, but I'm talking. But he threaded the needle. There were a couple of times where he, he made I, passes that. Stylistically, yeah. he's, that ball jumps out of his hand. Yeah. I mean, he's got a cannon. And he's about the same stature as Drew Brees, but he moves around in the pocket. He's the reason they drafted him is he's accurate as far yeah, as what he brings right. skill set wise. Uh, but he also has like Drew Brees; he's got this Pied Piper kind of leadership yeah. quality about him yeah. that's contagious, and so they kind of rally around him. So uh, 
Yeah, to their credit, they finally got a good quarterback. He made some good plays. I think it was it was that it was it wasn't that they weren't in position that double coverage right. on Landry right. on the fifty one yeah. yarder. I mean, he was blanketed. It yeah. just got right in there, right. and uh, you give him credit for making a good play. Well, and he made it spots. He threw it in spots where yeah. only the receiver would have a chance at it. But the Panthers again. This is five weeks in round now. You got to figure it out. You know, yeah, whatever it no, is, no they're good. No we're, yeah. we're bad. Whatever it is, it's, it's got to be figured out because to me, this team is still too talented. Mm-hmm. I will say, I feel like you know we've kind of gotten old at a couple spots at the same time. Yeah. We knew it was the last year for Ryan Khalil. I'm not talking about like they're not playing well. Right, right. But Greg Olson worn down again right, with the right. foot thing. With that was foot. a reaction mm-hmm. to the foot surgeries. Uh, Julius Peppers, obviously, is in his last year yeah. has not been as effective right. as he was last year with the team. Mike Adams is, what, 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old. Uh, it just you know, go down the line. There's a, there's a lot of HTD probably his last year. I think he wants to play one more year, but very well could be his final year. So that's that's a lot. As much as we've got young players on this roster, uh, we've we've got a good number of guys that are in their last month maybe of playing NFL football right now. Right, and now you got a, a team coming in that uh, is very dynamic offensively and maybe a little bit better defensively than we've seen Saints teams in the past. And now it's a team that really has. What's interesting, I think, Jim, is that the fact that they've been able. To, this team's been so dominant. You know, of course, Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's he's kind of one of the big focal points in their offense, and probably comparable to Christian McCaffrey. Although they mm-hmm. they kind of have kind of different styles, but I mean, he's been really a breath of fresh air for the Saints. He's been. A, you know, when they drafted him last year, they had a great draft class. Yep. First of all, they added to their defense. Um, you know, they, they, they've got a defense that's number one against the run yeah. this year, which is you know I know they're giving up a lot in the past game, so there's always a trade off, but. I mean, if you just have a mediocre Saints defense with that mm-hmm. offense, that's yeah. the years when they take off. 11-2, and two, and here we go. Interestingly, uh, I was talking to Eugene about Kurt Coleman, uh, and he said he only played like 20 snaps last week for them, so he's not really a big factor. Right. they got A.J. Klein, that's former right. Panther that's linebacker. Right. So they, they, they've had some infusion of talent, but it's mm-hmm. like Von Bell is back and playing well for right. them right now. Drafted Lattimore last year was a yep. big help to their secondary. So the, to their credit, they survived – Three straight seven and nines, and they've turned it around the last two years. So I'm I'm kind of thinking for the Panthers, if we finish with whatever record it is, it's going to feel something like that, maybe eight and eight, whatever it is. That the uh, I think the Panthers still have a lot of the components. They just need to refresh, kind of like what New Orleans has done over the last two years to what they have here. I think this game too on Monday night, Jim, is probably. And by saying this, it probably won't happen. But to me, it's got to be one of those games where uh, Panthers have to, you know, score in the first two or three drives. And they have to; they they can't fall behind. This is this is one of those games where Drew Brees is scoring on every every possession. It's just going to be tough to to maintain if you're not keeping serve. It is. I mean, you can't get into track meet with these no. guys. <laughs> no, mean, we've seen it too many times, and we've had a lot of track meet type games with them, and they usually win them every yeah. now and then. Well, what was that one season ending game? Both teams were in the 40s. It was like oh yeah, remember like 44, yeah, like, 41, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it was a couple of years ago. I mean, it's just tough with those guys because that's their ball game. Mm-hmm. They expect to play games like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. But I don't even think at this point opponent matters. The Panthers have to clean up some mistakes they're making just fundamentally, play good sound football. Uh, because, honestly, yeah, we didn't mention some big-name guys, Drew Brees, uh, Thomas. I mean, they've got some really good good guys overall on that team. However, um, they'll beat you. I remember the Thanksgiving Day game. They had four guys score touchdowns. I do this for a living. I didn't know who they were. <laughs> Yeah, they're like four guys that work right. at Harris Teeter. I had right. no idea. <laughs> I'm watching, and they said at that time, the, heading into that game, those four guys who scored touchdowns right. had a combined two NFL career touchdowns. Right. So they can make very ordinary, yeah. off the street free right. agent guys look like something. Well, I remember that guy. He had a Vic card hanging out of his, uh, <laughs> in the back of his uniform. So I mean, it's 
you can stop their big talents like Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara, but then they have Ingram, and then they've got these no-name guys. And it seems like Tom Brady always had that too, where they would just like yeah. plug and play some role type players, and and they would make the most out of them. Well, that's what's interesting about Drew Brees. He's one of those guys that um, he's always making the guys around him better. And I think you know, and those are I mean, those the, kind of like the Baker Mayfield quality that you talked about. That's so important. And you know, I know turning in um, turning into Monday for the Panthers. Hopefully, uh, should have a good crowd here on Monday night. I think it'll be think a, will. Be, be a Weather good crowd. Should be good. Weather yep. should be good. Uh, looks like the field's in good shape. Yep. As we uh, sit here in um, press we, box, we tear it up prior to the Belk Bowl happening. So as opposed to the other way around, but they they survived the ACC championship game here. As we look out on the field, it looks great. And uh, so hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about. I mean, I feel like I've done this podcast before. I'm kind of like the coach and the players. I'm, I'm almost running out of new ways of describing the same situation. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, I was talking to – while you were doing some of your interviews, I was talking to, um, you know, with Captain Marlin with the, with the group there. And, you know, he, he kind of – I thought he said – I mean, it was smart. It was obvious, but it was smart. He said, look, we just got to win one game. You know, like get that monkey off the back – then you start, you know, you win that game, you feel good about yourselves. Now you got Atlanta coming in. Obviously, there's still some rivalry thoughts about that. Um, and then who knows? You, you win these next two games, and then who knows that last game? What? Because let's face it. I mean, the uh, I mean, it's going to be the Rams and the Saints for home field advantage, right? So and if one that gets those, locked up one way or another, right. and you're locked into those top two seeds, and you can't move, then the possibility with I mean, that. it might be Teddy Bridgewater, which you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, right. That might not be great either, but yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's hard to forecast. I almost feel like by just to feel good about it, like you shouldn't even talk playoffs until you win a game. And right, then be, right. Not that you're out right. of it, you're in the hunt, right. you're a half game back, but it's like, how about we win a game and then we make that a conversation, right. even though we're still in it at this point. But you know, it's interesting on the post game show. I, I thought about that because um, I was I was looking at what else was kind of happening around the league at the same time, and and I was you know Brett and I were talking about this. I said, you know. I, I know it's crazy. I know everyone's bummed out, and and you know you got to think about winning here. But uh, with everything that's happened, depending on what happens, you know, on Monday night, um, you know, the Panthers might only be a half game, you know, or a game out. And you know, as bad as things are, there's still you know there's still a chance. And that's almost yeah. kind of how the last five weeks have gone, except for the Pittsburgh game. It's you know, in every one of those games, there were some good things to take away, but it was like at the wrong time, the bad thing would happen, and then they just. Uh, you know, they for whatever reason they couldn't get over the hump, and you know that the they couldn't make anything happen with the two minute drill. And a couple of times they had no timeouts left because they had to to burn timeouts to save the clock. So it's just mm-hmm. it's. But I, I do I do feel like, and even just for the the sake of everybody that that, that has a stake in this, whether it's the fans, people that work here, um, uh, you know that just getting a win would would uh, would go a long way to to putting some smiles on. Well, you win a game like that. I mean, it obviously will. Um will make up for a lot of ills about how people feel about you and so forth. And, you know, the Vikings have the Dolphins this week. I mean, that's a game that they could lose. Again, they yeah. lost two in a row, so they're struggling. They have to play at Detroit, yeah. uh, which, again, you go on the road anytime like that. The team has got nothing to lose in Detroit. And then they finish uh, hosting the Chicago Bears. Right. And, you know, the Bears are well, – you know, that defense is, right. is phenomenal. So, again, at the moment, you're only chasing one team. Because you have the tiebreaker on Philadelphia, right. so as long right. as you stay, and Washington's even, in a free fall. Washington's got no quarterback, yeah. so again, I'm sure anything can happen. But they do hold a tiebreaker on us. But at the moment, as far as in the standings, you're chasing a team that's a half a game ahead of you right now. Right. So. Wouldn't it be interesting if that tie comes back to hurt Minnesota? Yeah, against Green Bay, all yeah. of a sudden that matters. A couple yeah. ties this year in the league have made an interesting impact on it. So we'll see what happens. All right, Mike. So we got the this week the pregame show Monday at five. 
Uh, kickoff is at 8.15. And then, so what time do you think you guys hit the air for the, the postgame show? They're probably like 11.30-ish? We will, I was going to say 11.25. Is that your guess? Uh, over I was gonna under say, is 11.25? I was gonna, I'm going to set, I'm gonna set the over under at 11.25, and uh, I'll take the... I'll take the over in the sense that I, we probably don't get it later than eight thirty or eleven thirty. Okay, eight thirty on the West Coast. Okay, <laughs> as you welcome your West Coast audience, yeah, we'll welcome the West Coast dinner, audience, right? Yeah, they'll be checking in on the uh, the Panther post game show with that. So, hey, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping next week when we record this that we've got uh, we're talking about Atlanta coming in and a lot on the line. So hopefully that'll be the case. Well, and I th- the only good thing I think about finishing the way it is um, is I mean every game every game matters. You know, Atlanta's going to be an important game. Um, even even if the Panthers were to lose, that's still a huge game. Just because a it's a rivalry game, and you still want to try and get a chance to just salvage eight and eight at that point. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a sprint to the finish here the next three weeks. Yeah, and I don't think we could be mathematically eliminated because being a half game back, we could only be a game and a half back of Minnesota with two to go. So I think regardless of what happens, yeah. we'll still be talking about playoff possibilities next playoffs. week. Playoffs and who are yeah. <laughs> talk about practice? Practice playoffs. So. And who are we to shy away from that topic uh, when it's still available to us? So yeah, we'll see. Well, but I think the other thing is, as dismal as things can be at times, you still got to look at the hope side. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's. I mean, would you rather be in this situation and know you have no shot at the playoffs? I mean, yeah, the Browns are five seven one; they can still win their division. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, right. Just, I know it's crazy. It's, it's the great Pete Rozelle yeah. parody. That's right. Thing. Everyone's that's right. staying in it for as long as possible. And that's the NFL. Exactly. All right, so we'll wrap it up for today, and uh, we'll check it again next week on the pregame, postgame podcast. Hold the peace. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.